This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, and you're listening to the Warning Radio Program. Today, my special guest is Benancio Garcia III. Benancio, welcome. Thank you very much, Dr. Jonathan Hansen and Worldwide Ministries International. I greatly appreciate being a guest on this show, and I just want people to know who I am and what my Christian values are about and why I'm running for Congressional District Race. Now, Benancio, I'm going to call you Ben. Is that okay? Absolutely. Okay. You are running for what position? Fourth Congressional District. Okay, Congress. Fourth Congressional District. Why? Well, the reason I am running is, you know, the Lord changed my heart in 2015, and I felt that our country is at an American crisis right now, and everything that I hold dear, the value of life in our fourth district, how agriculture is so important to our community, and the relationships that I've developed is being affected by poor leadership today. Unfortunately, the current congressman has not really done anything to really benefit us. You know, we still need workers out here with the H-2 program. We still take a look at what the cost of fertilizer is. And also, you know, H.R. 550. Uh, Mr. Newhouse doesn't believe that we have our freedom of rights. You know, H.R. 550 is COVID databasing, and he has greatly affected the fact that he doesn't believe in our freedoms. What has he really done in our fourth district since he's been in Congress? Well, I'll tell you what, his record itself is pretty pathetic. He votes a lot with the Democrats. Absolutely. Look, we're a special red district here in Washington State. We got eight counties, and our way of life is rural. Our way of life is agriculture. That is the largest employer, both made of small farmers and small ranchers. And we continue to see EPA regulations. We continue to see higher taxes also the disruption of our finances. So we need to see something different and something better. Now, a lot of people, they can't see you like I see you, although your <laughs> name possibly gives them an indication. But what's inside of your body, your blood? Uh, what do you have? Well, I'm Latino, but I'm of Seminole Negro descent. So that picture that you see of the Buffalo Soldiers, that's my great-great-grandfather. So I come from a long line of warriors. Wow. Yeah. And my father was an Army Ranger, did two and a half tours in Vietnam. And I myself, I'm a combat veteran from Operation Iraq Freedom Two. So we served our country in a time of need. And we certainly want to continue to serve. And I've been blessed to have the education that I have from Central Washington University. I have a law and justice degree. And I've been blessed that I only have the student teach for my master's in education. So initially, before 9-11, I wanted to be a school teacher and go ahead and blow stuff up on weekends with the National Guard. Oh, my. Okay. What is your history? What are your skills? What makes you think you're qualified to run for this position? Well, I have been a city treasurer, so I understand how funding works and also how important budgets are. I also worked 10 years for the federal government. There are over 1,000 people that are homeowners because I worked for the USDA Rural Development under Department of Agriculture for 10-year period. So I've done over $200 million in loans, commitments, and that's with the GRH program. And I've worked with our very low income to low income to moderate income. You know, I've worked with banks. So I am actually, as far as federal service, I have more experience than the current person in office right now. And I understand how to do community development. So let's say you got a water and waste project. Well, I know how those loans are made 
feasibility reports, EPA, NEPA, SEPA, and how important it is to make sure that we meet the critical needs of infrastructure for our communities. So that experience alone is a big benefit when I go to Washington, D.C. here soon. Wow. Now, you are an Iraq combat vet. Yes, I am. Um, I got to tell you, when I saw those towers attacked on September 11th, I was, I mean, I was hurt. I was extremely hurt. And I called my unit within 10 minutes because I was flipping through channels trying to see, you know, I was, you know, you hope that it's maybe a movie. Yes. You know, that it's not real. But New York got attacked. I call within 10 minutes and I call my, the NCO, Readiness NCO, and I ask, are we getting called up to go to combat? And he said, you know, right now we're not sure what's going on, but we'll give you a call soon. So I extended an extra year. And that wow. following year, yes, wow. sir. That following year, because I had already completed my obligation with the military. So I had a total of seven years. I didn't even have to go, and I put everything aside. I left the safety of my home. I left my family. I left the fact that I was going to double major at the university I was attending. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go protect my home, my country. I did that as an E3. Wow. Yeah, so I, I wasn't doing it for the money. It was all out of patriotism. I ended up retiring as an E4 because of medical injuries that happened when I was in Baghdad. You know, so I medically retired out from the military, and I spent three and a half years with the Wounded Warriors. So it took about a year for my skin to heal, and then we could do a secondary surgery, but you have to go through all the follow-ups and processes, and that's MEB, PEB evaluations as they determine whether you're fit to continue on or if they're going to retire you. Very good. So you were an enlisted man, retired as a sergeant. No, I retired as a as an E4. E4. Yeah, no, no, they kind of forgot about me <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, but okay. that's all right. Okay. That's all right. It was it was all about serving my country. Yeah. I know that depending on what branch you are, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. E4 is sergeant. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I with the US Army no, that wasn't the case for me, but you okay. know what? I, I did my time in service. I loved serving in combat, and I got to go a lot of places outside the wire, even to the nuclear facility plant that was bombed by the Israelis back in 1981. We escorted a colonel from Spokane you know, down over there to the nuclear facility plant, and there was still a lot of active radiation in that area. Wow. Yeah, so I got to go a lot of places. So you just served... Mm-hmm. which uh, a lot of people don't understand the importance of service. You would be considered a true patriot. Thank you. It's, that's a privilege. You know, I, I truly believe in every aspect of what our founding framers created. You know, whether it's Articles of Confederation, Declaration of Independence, the U.S. Constitution, the preamble, all that was inspired through God. That's why my campaign motto is God, Family, Country, and... We have a process in which you can mend things or ratify it, but I will say this. Our Constitution and our America is the greatest place of freedom there is on earth, and there's no better place in the world than to be an American in our country. Well, I agree. I'm looking at a paper. It says Cinco de Mayo. Why don't you explain what that is? Right. The Sunnyside Cinco de Mayo, unfortunately, had a tragedy, a shooting that occurred and ended up being gang-related. Even worse, these um, gang members were teenagers, 13 years old, 14 years old. Some of them had body armor on. 
I can tell you, I had a campaign staff over there in Sunnyside, and I was going to head to Pasco Cinco de Mayo. As I was getting ready to leave, I heard eight shots, and I ran toward the shooting. And as I ran toward the shooting, I saw that there was a young victim down who happened to be a gang member who was shot in the face, and the police were administrating medical aid. And then I heard somebody screaming over the phone. I turned to my left, and I ran toward that second victim. Now, that second victim actually had gone shot in the knee, and I applied a tourniquet with my T-shirt. I didn't want to apply with the belt because that would have meant he would have lost his lower part of his leg. And I did this for over 20 minutes. I did ask permission to apply the tourniquet, and I used my T-shirt. I applied just enough pressure. Now, his main artery was severed, so he should have bled out in about two minutes. I can say, you know, the victim, we've spoken many times, and we've talked about things because I spent my time with the wounded warriors. Yes. And what people sometimes don't understand until it happens to them is the fact that despite whether you were the victim that was shot or in those surroundings, those are traumatic things. Yes, they are. And, you know, he's having post-traumatic stress disorder. And I spent my time with the wounded warriors and some of my friends that had to still, you know, are going to live with those issues, lifelong issues. He's a trooper. You know, he stood strong. He's got over a year of rehab that he's going to have to take, not just for his knee, but he's also got another surgery he's got to look at for his femur. Wow. Yeah. He, you know, very bad situation, but I was blessed to be there at the right time to save his life. And um, you can see the video um, here soon where he thanks me for saving his life and he'll be put on my campaign. My goodness. You know, I'm looking at another newspaper. It says Yakima Herald Republic. It says March 20, 2022. Redistricting twists continue with new lawsuit. Sunnyside resident alleges racial gerrymandering. What's that all about, Ben? Right. Um, well, with what happened with the redistricting of 15, you know, Race largely was the reason that it got redistricted, and it doesn't make sense. It crosses over from Yakima through Pasco, five uh, many different counties, um, and ignoring main highway access for the most part. So it's a very unusual drawing of the district. And so I filed a suit, and I have filed a second suit um, with my attorney, and we believe that racial gerrymandering was utilized in order to go ahead and put a Democrat Latino in that district. Wow. And not only that, but the attorney that's representing One America has made it clear that they want to go with ranked choice voting, which is what's happening in California. And I certainly do not agree with ranked choice voting. And I'll tell you one of many reasons why. For me, running for Congress, there are eight of us total, one Democrat and seven other Republicans. If you have ranked choice voting, would you even bother to look at Bonanzo Garcia on the ballot if you get your first three choices? And so I may never have gotten the opportunity to actually have people take a look at me for what I've done in service throughout my life and how I've affected my state and my country. You know, people wouldn't know that I did over a thousand loans with banks and family members um, working for the federal government. That the people trusted me yes. with their money, trusted me with every bit of information um, from banking 
to weigh alive and that whether they can do alone, you know, to have a home. So, you know, for me, this is just a very poor choice and option. So um, we've got standing, though. In 2006, LULAC, League of United Latin American Citizens, in 2006, sued the state of Texas, which was under Governor Perry at that time, and they won in two of those cases. So we actually have presidents that's gone to the Supreme Court. We've taken a second lawsuit on, and I am going to defend the Constitution. I am the only candidate who is defending the Constitution currently right now based on the fact that there is racial gerrymandering happening in this district, and we hope to overturn it. What do you hope to accomplish, Ben, if elected? Well, one of the things is to, first of all, represent all the people. You know, um, both parties have done a poor job in reaching out to the 40% of the minorities that are there in that district, and that's going to be the first thing. But second is strengthening our military. We've got $30 trillion in debt. And there is a huge global debt that is out there of over 200 and about 30 to $260 trillion. We need to protect our sovereignty. We need to make sure that, that we're able to, to defend our freedoms, first and foremost. And what most people are not really aware of, that you can fit all the combat soldiers in Safeco Field of our military. The rest is all support and logistics. And we've had, we've had a 20-year war. You know, our foreign policy is a mess right now. It's horrific. You know, um, the Middle East is completely unstable. Um, and those that we had as allies, we've turned our backs on them. So, you know, you take a look at Ukraine. Ukraine should have never even happened. NATO should have done pre-staging when Russia was staging and saying, back off. You know, uh, we've had two world wars, and unfortunately, um, what happens within those two world wars is that we lacked the leadership to go ahead and tell an aggressive country to stop. And Russia right now, whether they've done well or not in Ukraine, irregardless, has threatened peace throughout the world. And they are doing it because it's in their best benefit. And we have weak leadership and they're doing it also for energy resources. You take a look at Iran, you take a look at China and you take a look at Russia. Those are our real enemies, you know, and if they can control, you know, the petrodollar in which they're trying to change right now, Iran, they will go off their dollar and they will take gold in order to go ahead and receive payment for their oil. And so will um, Russia. So our petrodollar is in danger right now. Um, you used to, under the Richard Nixon administration, be able to go ahead, and the only way you would begin paid was through the American dollar. Now, China owns about a trillion dollars of our bond debt. So we have to be very cautious on how we go about things because our dollar can collapse. And, and they realize this. We put ourselves in very poor situation. And, you know, this Biden administration and other both, you know, mixture of, of um, some largely Democrats and some Republicans have failed to protect our interest. And this needs to change. And this is what I'm going to fight for. So we're going to increase our military. 
We're going to go ahead and take a look through Department of Agriculture and Department of Interior and see what resources that we can utilize in order to go ahead and strengthen our small farmers and ranchers. So we want to tell Israel has done a great job in agriculture. They're leading the way in that technology, whether it's through a water drip system. So if we can do grants and loan combination mix to go ahead and see what needs to be effective for our small farmers and ranchers. Also, take a look at um, through the federal government. We have much, much land that could be utilized, like, for example, Nokanagan County. You know, you be utilized for um, pasture and for ranching. So we can take away some of that ease off, off the small farmers and ranchers, um, offering lease opportunities and mineral rights opportunities. Um, I want, I'm all for, you know, looking at Anwar and Alaska for possible future um, oil and drilling. Also, um, Keystone, just by mentioning opening that up, it's going to, you know, at least lower the futures market for the oil. And I want to see American taxpayers keep more of their money. You know, government never worked an hour for me. And I busted my butt, you know. Um, and I know government ain't worked an hour for any other American. Nor do they say thank you when I pay my taxes. You know, so I want to see you keep more of your money. No one's going to care more than you do about how you spend your money and what's in the best interest of your family. And I want to make sure that we reform Social Security. I'll give you an example of that. If you're 62, uh, 63 years of age, you qualify for Social Security. I want to make sure that if you're working, you're not going to penalized for work, work as much as you want and still collect your Social Security check. You paid into that system. Yes. You should keep it. Okay, there should be no penalty at all anymore for you paying into it if, as you're working and also receiving your check and benefits. Also, if you have cancer and your main primary physician says you have cancer and your doctor, within 90 days, you should be entitled to Social Security Disability because it is better to have someone seek medical treatment immediately for their life and the sake of their family. We want to keep families together. And if they can't go to work, at least they got money coming in. So I want to reform Social Security. I want to reform the Department of Education. And I want to make sure through the Department of Education that we have standardized um, assessments continuously to make sure that our youth are getting the best possible education they can. And also holding accountable like OSPI here. You know, making sure that they are doing the right thing and that our, that the main basics of education are being taught and that we look toward the future, especially like in our rural area. You know, right now, um, YV Tech in Sunnyside's closing their doors and they offer welding courses, which is critical to our rural area. These students, and I spent a day over there because I was going to be a teacher. I spent the day in that class and I saw them doing welds that you would expect out of people that have been in this field for many years. Wow. So we, you know, we're turning into a new America in technology. And we need to have those resources for these youth to be able to go ahead and be competitive in the world. Not everybody needs to go to a four-year school. I totally agree. Right now it seems like we have no leadership leading this country. It seems like the Biden administration and the Democrats, very frankly, are against 
God, family, and country. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is destroying this nation because this nation was built on God, family, and country. Absolutely. If you understand what made it great, it was that morality, those values, those beliefs. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems like this administration with the Democrats are literally trying to topple the Republic of the United States of America. Ben? No, I, I agree with that. You know, right now, you take a look. They're They're looking at trying to go ahead and, and stop our freedom of speech, you know, um, with with Biden's going, well, we want to have a truth type of um, of committee, whatever the case is. Stalin did that. That's yeah. what communist countries do. Absolutely. And, and let me tell you, Biden has been part of the problem. Nancy Pelosi has been part of the problem. Many others have been part of the problem. They're the reason why our economy is at $30 trillion debt. They're the reason... Why we have shortages just for your basics right now. You tell that to that baby that just got born that they can't eat because they can't buy for baby formula. You know, we, we know we'll probably be looking at gas shortages. Take a look at the cost of fertilizer. For example, a year ago, fertilizer per acre was running $284 an acre. Now it's running over $948 an acre. So, what does that do to your farmer? Now they got to go ahead and take a bigger loan out, higher debt, not including the fact that we don't have enough H2 workers in the program to meet all our agriculture needs. This is not, you know, these are nothing new. These are everyday channel, um, um, everyday challenges Again, each and every year. God, family, country. Mm-hmm. So important because again, it seems like this administration is totally against trying to take God mm-hmm. out of America, taking Jesus Christ out of America, the values, the beliefs, the morality. And Absolutely. they don't even know what a, a boy or girl is anymore. I mean, uh, you know, like that the Supreme Court justice that they put into office, she couldn't even tell you what a, a girl was. You know, political correctness is what's wrecking also this country. And, you know, that was started through Hillary Clinton. And, you know, let, let me tell you, these folks live in a very different world than the average day American. They have their security. They have all the benefits in the world. And then they go ahead and tell you what you can't have. See, they look at our Constitution as the enemy. That is what you're looking at. Our they con- look at us as the enemy. And our Constitution was supposed to protect God, family, and country. It was supposed mm-hmm. to protect the Christian. This this nation was supposed to be led by Christians. Absolutely. And uh, that's that's all there, documented. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, even Supreme Court justices stated that, that it's mm-hmm. good for no other country than led by Christians. Absolutely. I will tell you this, you know, I've taken an oath when I put on that uniform and I went out and I left my freedoms to go and serve when my country needed me. I wear the scars on my body for that service. And I was just privileged to be able to do that. And when I win this fourth congressional district race and defeat Dan Newhouse, I will tell you this. I will defend your freedoms. I will do what's in the best interest of our small farmers and our ranchers, and our small business, because they have not been heard. This current um, representative right now has not done enough 
nor does he talk to the people. Now, you're, you know? a, you're a strong Christian. Yes, I am. So you're, you are going to support the morality uh, of the Bible. This I will do. I tell you, we're in a fight for the survival of the Republic of the United States of America. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Warning Radio Program. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, president of World Ministries International, as well as the founder of Eagles Saving Nations. And you need to be an eagle. We need to stop the tyranny that's sweeping America. Go to www.worldministries.org and subscribe to Eagles Saving Nations now so we can stop this tyranny once again. Let God rule and reign. Let God be a part of America again. Benancio Garcia III. Yes, sir. Running for U.S. Congress. It's been my pleasure having you on this warning radio program. Closing comments. Yes. First of all, I want to thank each and every one of you. Give me this wonderful opportunity. And you too, Dr. Hansen. I'm grateful. And I'm grateful to my Lord and Savior first and foremost. And I will make a huge difference when I become your next congressional congressman in the 4th District. Please look at VoteBenGarcia.com, and I could use your support. Thank you very much. May God richly bless all of you. Once again, www.worldministries.org. www.worldministries.org. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.